Hello, this is John Renaud, and you're listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival via the CEF.world. Check us out, Uncommon Genius for the Common Types. Hey guys, this is John, and today on the podcast, it's Roger Rogue of Pilgrim Speakeasy. I thank you for listening in. Hey, is that you, Lee? Oh, it's it John. Hey, yeah, it's John. John, baby. How are you, man? I'm good. Can you see me? I can't see you. I can certainly hear you. All right. Let me... All right. Sorry, I just had to download this. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's not a problem, man. All right, here we go. I'm here for you, baby. Yeah. I'm here to talk to you. You can take your time. <laughs> You're the rock star. Oh, I'm not a rock star. I'm not a rock star. You are in my uh, mind, baby. You are in my mind. Oh, really? Listen, are you, can you see me now? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. John, I have to say, first of all, like, I'm, I've, I really appreciate you playing my stuff over all these years, you know? Yeah, of course, man. I, no, I really do because, you know, even when I stop making music, you're still playing my stuff. And yeah. You know, it was kind of like um, a period that I might not have got back to doing it again. You know, it was kind of yeah. things of, and uh, we, uh, that's that really means a lot to me. You know, that uh, I think it was like Lee who yeah. I first of all contacted it was many years ago now. Yeah, you've been playing my stuff for years. I, I I don't even remember when I first contacted you, but I think it, it was, was a long it time. was a while back. I think it, you know the station went up in like. 2009 and i think it was pretty closely related to that time yeah, i think so yeah yeah i think that and was um it, yeah it was a while back and we but i mean to me i i was one of the original guys there was a bunch of us and uh you know we set out to not really um be about making money and all of that we just wanted to yeah. play we wanted to create this uh this really kind of, I guess at the time we called it eclectic, but it's really more than that. It's just diverse musical rock and roll, yeah. basically. And your music, actually, I was the one who was uh, tremendously inspired by it because it was just, you know, everyone talks about being unique with their vibe, yeah. with their music. Uh, you guys are, you are, man. Like what you do is, is such a blending at a high end uh, it's just, I don't understand why anyone wouldn't want to play it. Oh, well, that's for me to hear. That's very, yeah. it's so nice of you to say that. Yeah. Uh, that's very flattering. Thank you very much for saying it, that. It's really, it's really a true thing. You know, I, I, uh, we, we could just consider this already started just, just so we don't miss any of this good <laughs> juice. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I don't, I, where, where you, you're from the UK originally, but you're not in the UK. Is that your story? Yeah, I'm, I'm from Scotland. Yeah, I grew up in Scotland, and um, and I, I've just been on a, a. I mean, it's been a, a long journey. I went to. I moved to Newcastle, which is like the probably the most northerly uh, city in England. Kind of quite similar to Scotland, like industrial working class kind of city. And right. uh, and then I like I went because I'm completely self taught. Um, uh, and then I decided maybe I should try to go to um, music college. You know, uh, I mean, it was it wasn't like university or anything, just a basic college. Um, but they said that you had to be able to read music to get in. I, I can't yeah. read music; I just learned yeah. by ear. And uh, but I did the best thing I did was it was actually my brother's guitar book. Uh, I it's a great book called it's just called Guitar by Ralph Denyer. 
And this is this is like the Bible's got everything in. And do you know what, John? Uh, th- this there's something in that book. Um, there's a foreword by Robert Fripp, and this really helped me sort out like who I was in terms of the music uh, straight away. He says, um, you know, before you get into the, the music, you, you have to decide whether you're an artist uh, uh, or whether you're a businessman. And yeah. I realize I, I'm an artist, you know, yeah. I, I, I like I, I will, I would do anything because I think when you start trying to make money out of music, you start having to change that music. And I yeah. in, in Britain, we have this, or used to have this culture, um, it was called the Working Man's Club. It's basically for working class guys who've been down the mine or working in factories. Saturday night, they go to a, a club, they had cheap drinks, and they would ha- always have a band there. And uh, that scene there for a musician, is, for, in my opinion, for, for me anyway, that's like soul destroying because you're talking about playing simply the best like seven nights a week. And, yeah. and I thought, nah, I don't, I don't want to do that. It's like, oh, I'm definitely. Almost- that's almost as bad as actually working in the coal mines. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I hear you, man. Yeah, yeah. And like for me, mu- music is like really, it's like such a special thing. I think it's like got you know because you, if you can combine it with visuals as well, then it has everything. You know, yeah. you, you can make it poetic, it's rhythmic, it's melodic. It can be very powerful uh, for people. And I think to to kind of like like cheapen it and try and like sort of squeeze some, you know. I, I would, I would just feel, you know, just, so maybe that's why it sounds original because I, I really do just do whatever comes up. And yeah, I do what I like want. It. That's it's so cool because it's such an what you do is so expressive and it feels that way, right? It's like you don't look. We all have limitations. I, I'm a musician as well. We all have limitations yeah. with with what we can do. Some people have more ability. But it's like you you unapologetically just seem to be like, this is what I'm feeling with this tune. Yeah. And you create it out of that and you let there's like a there's like a it's almost it's a really strange mix that you in a good way, it's a really strange mix that you you bring about. I mean, it's rock, but it's in a way it's techno and in a way it's not either of them at the same time. And in a way, you yeah. know, you, you add in flares and and nuances that that just give it like this this uh it's a very happy vibe every time that's I hear great it. to hear man yeah. you know what I'm, I'm so happy to hear that because yeah uh you know what's difficult for me you know is the, is the feedback that i get from from people i just can't i can't trust any of it because well i trust this one because you, yeah, I, no, think I got you know you. Myself. but some people uh like it's great that you said that because I, I think it's happy as well. It's I think it's a po- at least uh, positive, even though like that last song that I sent you, I realized that the words are seem to be incredibly depressing, but um, it's that that's just like, uh, it's genuine, you know, like, yeah. like you said earlier, I, I, I do exactly what I feel. And it is because I, I, I don't have to pretend I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to sell anything. So yeah. Um, it's like that's so I, I think that one's like a, a kind of modern blues you would say because I know there's a lot of people feel the same as as that you know yeah and um but yeah I, I do a lot of people said to me like particularly with the words I think that's what some people find a bit weird is that like the music can be kind of one way and because uh, I really like funk I, I love like yeah that's a that's an evident yeah, and, thing you yeah. know what I mean and um and I like psychedelic um yeah that's a cool vibe well. too so. 
you know, and then it's, but at the same time, like I, I do think that, um, I, I do think that music is also like a, a tool, you know, because for, for expressing like, uh, you know, serious things that sometimes music's all people have, you know, yeah. and, and if you, uh, and so I, then I, so then I always try to make, I try to make the, the words meaningful in some kind of way. Um, and people often say to me, like the, the, the juxtaposition between the music and the words, it, like this one guy said, this Irish guy said, like, Roger, like, why, why have you got to say that in your music? Like, why, why do you have to say that? You know, like, it, I can't remember which words it was. It's something it's like, you um, mean, because it's so dark all of a sudden in yeah, yeah. Lyr- well, lyrical well, it, content. Yeah. It seems yeah. to be like, um, I, I remember the song now, this, this one off of uh, the first album I recorded on this, uh, four track it's called pandora's box and it like the words it just goes like i'm a successful failure i've been washing dishes against my wishes i've been accused of driving without due care and attention to reality it just goes on like this i think he just couldn't understand why i would bother going on about sort of washing dishes stuff like this because but i was like well that's my that's my reality so what yeah. else am i gonna you know he what he you know he wanted like the boys are back in town or some song about girls or something you know it's like yeah 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 uh, I totally get that because it, it's it, first off, I would say, you know, uh, I'm sure this fellow is a nice fellow and all, but exactly what he doesn't understand is one of the things that I really appreciate that you do. You know what I mean? So your, 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 your method works with some of us automatically, right? Like I dig the fact that, that the lyrical content can be kind of dark or brutish yet there's this happy yeah. vibe to it. And it's not like you're oblivious to the tone of, of what you're singing. It, you know, it's no. not like, it, you know, from song to song, you can clearly see you delineate emotionally, musically at some level to make the song yeah. happen. It's not like you're ignoring the idea of the, you're not saying I'm going to sing happy, even though it's depressing lyrics. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. It, and the thing about truth is really a strange thing. Like I've been an actor in Hollywood for many years. Of course, you don't really? know that. Wow. Yeah. But of, course, but of course, you don't know that because I'm not successful by Right, right. The terminology yeah. and see, oh, that's I'm, great, though. What, yeah. what have you? What so? What what kind of stuff have you acted in? Like, what, well, I've what's... done. I've done actually. I've done more like uh, independent film work than anything Excellent. else. Yeah. And uh, out here, ironically, I haven't really been able to make it work. And yeah. un, but it's kind of like to your point that it doesn't really bother me to say, you know, I really haven't succeeded at it. And everyone no. else is, wants no, to pretend no. like yeah, they want to yeah. pretend they're successful absolutely. and then the success absolutely. will come. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not giving up. I haven't lost yeah. the joy for it, but it's a strange but, thing the way that people view that. Exactly. But John, so like you do it because that's who you are. Isn't exactly. It? So, exactly. so, and, and it's, that, that's the same with me. Is that and it's funny you say that because I, I do a bit of acting as well, you know? Oh, cool. Um, and it, but like usually I, I just make um, kind of like pretty. I, I like comedy. I, I do like little yeah. comedy sketches and stuff. Yeah. But this guy here, um, he said that somebody was making a film like here, and like this is the like this is like a kind of we live. Well, he's I'm living next to the kind of near the Russian border, right? Um, in Finland, about maybe about two hundred kilometers south of the arctic circle so we're really in the middle of nowhere right and uh they were making a film here and they, they were looking for english uh, language speakers so i said yeah <clears throat> i went and met the director and i and i did that this time but uh, going back to what you're talking about success you know is that well like i mean 
I, I learned this when I moved to London was, uh, you know, all of this talk about, you know, privilege and stuff like this. You know, there's so many different kinds of privilege. And yeah. I think one of the main ones uh, is geographical privilege because, uh, like, where, where I grew up, like, nobody's made it. Like, there's right. no one there. That, so there's no route that you can – there's nobody oh, – uh, talk to him and he – but even in, like, like where, where, like where I was living in London – um, like my, where where my wife went to to school, like it was just like a normal like kind of you know school, like not in a particularly good area. In that school, there was the son of the drummer of Pink Floyd, Nick Mason. Right. There, there was um, uh, Nigel Godridge, who was a producer of Radiohead, Beck. There was um, uh. The guy, the, the reggae guy, I really like uh, living on the front line, Electric Avenue. Um, I can't remember yeah. his name now. But, uh, like all, it, so they. I mean, right away there, you have roots to so-called make it. So this is the reality of it. It is. It is not about um, ability or talent or any of that. It's just about it. It really is who you know. And so my definition of success is that when I when I finish a song, like if I'm if I'm happy with that. I kind of made it uh, like yeah. that. That's making it to me because uh, it, it's like a drug to me. I, I want to get, and if it works, it works and it's done. And that's it. it. It's I've done it. I've done my job, you know, but it does. It really does matter that people hear it, but I don't want to, I'm not bothered about being a star. I'd like my music to be famous, but you know, no, I hear you. I totally relate yeah. to that. Yeah. And you know, I think too, this would be a really opportune time for me to put on like uh pursuit of happiness. Into, oh, the, uh, yeah. into the mix <laughs> yeah. and that, that way we can give whoever's listening a little idea of what what it is that we're actually talking about so i'll i'll do that right now if you're cool with that that's great excellent ben. yeah
Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about, man. Your vibe is is like a happy, delicious sandwich to bite into, or maybe even maybe even cake would be better. <laughs> Somewhere in between the two, if in fact that exists. But I I love that song. I think that was one of the 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 first ones that we got into Pluto, and and, and it's really a refreshing mix to have your vibe in with guys that are maybe doing or guys or ladies are maybe doing more of a standard rock thing because um, yeah. it still fits the groove is still there and you can hear that funk yeah. that you're talking about so where where does that where does that come from like this song in particular what what inspired this particular song the pursuit of happiness yes sir i am um, well it's uh i'm naturally a backslider heretic and traitor to the cause that that's a, that, those are the intro words um uh, yes, and it's. I guess um, I don't know. Like, well, like what happens with with me is that like I n- I never sit down and write a song. Like, that right. never happens. It, like that's why I know that I can't stop doing it because it, it's something that happens to me, not something that I sort of do. So, like, and usually it's while I'm doing something else. You know, if I'm trying to fix something or making yeah, of something. Of course. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I I have this. And um, what happens is I get this. Um, either a groove or some uh, kind of lyrical melody in my head, uh, or I get this sort of snapshot of the, of a whole bit, just the, the feel of it. And I, and I try to create it. But the funniest thing is like, I've never actually been totally successful in getting what I've, I, I, I feel or think inside. It's, it always ends up different, right? Uh, like maybe I can't even say whether it's, uh, I'm, I'm not talking about better or worse. It's just, it always ends up different, but I never completely get that thing, but it's always, it turns into something else. And so all of my songs are quite like uh, organic. They just, I, from one thing, I just jam it out and I try lots of, it's, it's very wasteful. You could never go into a studio and try this. It would be, a, uh, you would be wasting so much money because I try everything. I put everything down and I basically just take away what I don't want. And I try yeah. mixing this and that. It just grows organically. And then I kind of, um, I will come up with some words, you know, uh, after that, you know, usually, or unless the words are first, but usually the, it's the tune that's first. And then, and I really don't like to push it with the words, you know, because I, I hate, actually not having good words i think it's such a waste you know so the only one time that i did do it quickly was when uh i had other people playing because usually i play all the instruments myself but this time i had this this guy here who's a great he's like a legend here it's, uh, his name's Sakari Kuko, and he he came around with this with, with uh, another trumpet player and this senegalese singer and drummer so I, I kind of was a bit of a rush with those words, but yeah, apart from that, I really like to, to kind of take my time and make it, uh, try and make them a little bit, I like to play with the words a little bit, make them yeah. a little bit double meaning, but yeah, Pursuit of Happiness is, is basically just a, an expression of uh, it, of being unafraid of your of your individuality and your, it, like, like, I don't mean that in a sort of uh, commercial sense, like, like, you know, I mean, you, you know, to be unafraid of expressing who you are yeah. and and not to feel the, to try not to feel that the pressure of um, conforming to things which you're supposed to conform to, you know, and I think that that feel goes through quite a lot of the, the, the songs, you know, like, um, you know, politics are a party of one, you know, uh, that's kind of 
anymore. But yeah, I think that's what pursuit of happiness uh, pursuit of happiness is about because it's also has that it's it's very up tempo as well. And so yeah. I wanted it to be a real like a uh, wee bit of an anthem kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I, I, it's a, I mean, all your all your vibe is cool, but again, that was one of the first ones that we we picked out to put on Pluto, and it is. It's just uh, it, it kind of encompasses this uh, uh, everything we talk about. Your love for funk. It's a little psychedelic at the same time. It's it's yeah. just all your stuff has you know uh, has just a, a a cool you know raucous kind of vibe to it at the same time when it's yeah, it's great. it's still kind of delicate well, John, in a way. It's still you know what, John, you. This is great. You really get it. You know, I can I yeah. can really hear that you you totally understand what it's about. It, that that really is. Because like I was saying before, some of the feedback I've had been very odd. You know, like well, so, I think, some people. I think so, you're going to get that because it's it again. You know, everyone espouses how unique they are musically, but you you found a vibe that I would contend is a very unique thing whereas other people are like oh you know there's a there's a nuance of uniqueness to doing rock music the way that you've blended the types of music that you enjoy into your own expression is it's it's going to put people off because they can't you know how everyone likes to put things in boxes i mean i don't but everyone yeah. seems to dig that yeah. yeah and there's no box to put you in other than your own box well but that this is why uh, you know, I was expressing my gratitude to you for playing the music because I've had that problem um, yeah. trying to find uh, people. They, they need, I mean, I, I and I completely understand that people need, you have to start somewhere. It's like right. there needs to be, it's like philosophy. There needs to be some some starting point that you go from there. So people need to know, like, what is it? And unfortunately, saying it's eclectic is is not it's, enough because yeah, I mean that that t that tells you nothing about. It. And so, it kills um, it kills any movement you're trying to make because people yeah, people have yeah. their idea of what that means, and it's like oh, it's a little all over the place, and it's like no, yeah. no, man, that's not what you're saying. It's like it's got a bit of L. It's like you know the rock and roll tree has its root. It's a big freaking oak tree at this point, yeah, and it's gone up, and you're one of the branches on it, or yeah. you're, you're involving yeah. yourself with with, and it's like people can't seem to be like. Uh, I mean, I, we have the same problem with uh, Pluto Radio, quite frankly, and and I personally don't care. It, it's just I'm not going to take the time to sit and try to sell someone on the idea that. We're presenting something that has a richness to it and a variety to it that you should enjoy because you just want to listen to metal music all day or you want to listen to prog yeah. all day. Go ahead and do that, man. And and, yeah. and, and yeah. don't have like a, a nice rich garden. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You get it. I, absolutely. Absolutely. But like, I, I, I mean, obviously I've, I listen to the show plenty. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I, and I've, I I do I love your choice of, of bands that you put on. I because I, I really feel quite at home there. Yeah. Like particularly the like, yeah you, you had there, there's some really great um, grooves that I've heard on there. You know. And it's a weird thing because you can play you can play like a heavy metal song and then go into a folk ballad and people yeah. will, because it's really <laughs> part of the overall song, right? It's part yeah. of the overall yeah. orchestration of life. Yeah. And people yeah. just don't want to look at it that way. So I can see, and I guess yeah. I'm only going on that that tangent because I can see where where with your particular vibe, because people can't immediately identify. I mean, to me, you shouldn't have to immediately identify. You should just let your ears do the figuring out. And it's yeah. a joyous, it's a joyous vibe that you've created. So what's not to like about it? That's but great. Yeah. To, yeah. to sell people on it's a whole different thing. And oh, you shouldn't absolutely. have to sell people on anything, man. 
Mm. But no. like that, that that's always been my, my problem is that yeah like um the the like it, it is like over the years because I've been I've been making music since I was like a wee boy you know and, and yeah. uh but over the years like what has changed has been the production I've become much more um I've become better at producing and but the thing is that is work though honestly John that that yes. is that that that's a and it's like this is what's depressing when it's, it doesn't get heard because it's not just something I chuck out there. It's like I I I try to do it. Um, I try to 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 give what I've got in the best way that I can do, and that that does end up involving a lot of uh, uh, work. And then um, you know, like yeah, it's my so basically at that point there, I, I I'm really not a salesman. I, I can't like. I'm I'm bad at pro. I, I wouldn't say I was bad at promoting, but I just don't have the energy for that. And I feel like I don't. I feel a bit sort of. I, I can't even put myself in that place because it feels like uh, I would have to become quite egotistical, and and then I would and exactly like you said earlier, I would have to um, kind of objectify it and and then put it for. I, I just you know that that's very hard for me to do, and um, I, so I kind of given up actually promoting it. I, I don't really send it anywhere anymore. Is it's weird. I just. I, I don't know. I need to kind of get that um, energy back, or get somebody else to do that. Try and do that for me, but I just can't be bothered with it, man. I can't, I can't be bothered trying to sell myself. It's, it's, you know. I totally get it, man. It's, 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 and I don't, you know. I mean, ho- hopefully, you can find someone to do it for you. But then you're in today's market. You're dealing with yeah. a bunch of shade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not dealing yeah. necessarily yeah. with. Maybe it's always been that way. I don't know, but you're not mm-hmm. really going to be dealing with. It's hard to find the forthright individual who's going to do that. For yeah, you. but I totally get it in the sense too that it, it, there's also such an oversaturation at this point. If you want to talk about it in market terms, in my opinion, it's so overly saturated. How do you freaking compete with uh, exactly two gazillion yeah. things? Yeah, and you just want to be an artist, and you're just you, you know you're expressing your ideas, and and it's it's you know like poetic and and it's like i don't want to overthink this i would like to it would be nice maybe if it paid your bills all of a sudden and all that you don't care either which way you want to do it but you want it to be heard i, exactly. I totally hear what you're saying man yeah and exactly. it's, a, it's yeah. a tricky thing i personally you know i've never been a prolific guy i took a lot of time off of music i've been doing it now again for about six seven eight years yep. and i don't care i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spend all my time posting on all the different sites that you can post yeah. on and i'm just gonna put it out there and if i bump into someone or if i could play out again yeah you know when people go where are you at i can point them to it and go well yeah. i'm never gonna yeah. make a ton of dough at that yeah you know yeah i'd rather play out anyway if i yeah. could I, exactly I, I totally agree I, so that that's actually like that's that's kind of where i'm at now although well, because I, I mean, I, I spent so much, uh, so many years recording an album after album, right? And I, and I realized that, um, like, when I was when I had the band in London, uh, we played every gig we played was, was abs- an absolute cracker, you know. Yeah. And it, it was so surprising because it's it's a like original music, and usually that's it's pretty hard to get people um, fired up for stuff they yeah, never it's... heard. But I think because of the psychedelic angle. Uh, uh, it kind of loosens people up, and if it's got a groove as well, uh, people can dance to it, and it's quite raw with the guitars and stuff. It is and a bit funky, and uh, that that people feel quite 
they can get to it pretty easy live. So I think now that I was thinking to myself, you know, I, I've been sitting here recording for a year. So that, you know, I, I, I don't actually currently have a, a live band to go out with, but that, that really is what I, I want to do now is go and play live because that's where, as I was saying, it's like a drug for me. And that is where a great high is. Uh, I love sharing that energy with, with people when I play live. So I would love to do that. I, would, I think playing live now is, is what I want to do. Although, um, and this might, this will sound strange to a lot of people is that, uh, I am actually a bit more inspired presently just because, uh, like I'm, here, I know a lot of like guys that make electronic music and they're using yeah. this Ableton. And this is like as embarrassing as it is because this is 2021. I, I've always, I'm such a dinosaur. I've been using like, uh, I mean, it's, it's still been digital, but just like 32 channel like mixers with faders and stuff. That's how I've yeah. been making my music. And I just realized that, I mean, that is so laborious and the, the, the potential of using like something like Ableton or, another uh, software program uh you know i've, I've just realized that the, i can i think i can really make some great stuff um with this this uh for me like modern technology so yeah i do want to play out live but this actually has been great um and i have to say if in case he listens to this a big thank you to my friend uh yuha who he because he knows about this stuff and I, he very kindly uh, drove up here from down south of Finland and he helped me kind of learn this program a little bit and it's has been a lifeline for me because this other machine kind of broke and nobody's kind of hearing it and it just it was kind of felt like it was like fizzling out and you know th this is really it's been a lifeline for me so I have to thank him for spending that time with me for doing that it's really interesting to me because uh the way that your music sounds, I would have assumed that you already are kind of masterful on the contemporary, you know, way of recording, but it also kind of explains something to me, like with some of the uniqueness in your vibe probably comes from, you know, the labor intensive approach that you're putting your music down to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's pretty fascinating. It, it's, it's, I have uh, the opposite. I have my uh, my mother recently passed away, so we're cleaning. Oh, the sorry house to hear that. I appreciate yeah. that. And I she she was saving my old. Uh, I'm a dinosaur, so I was recording back in old school recording studios, and yeah. like I so I have two inch tapes that I don't oh, even know what the yeah. hell they are that I have to now <laughs> try to digitize. Yeah. And my kid actually with my music, oftentimes I have, I have a couple of people that will mix for me or produce for me and he does yeah. that. So, so hopefully he'll be able to help me out in the process. So, but I have a kind of the opposite thing. I'm going to be looking for the type of machine you're using. Uh, oh. mine, mine are either 24 or 32 track tapes. So yes. Right. Right. It's a whole weird world. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, so like, cause I, I used to do, I used to like my mate in Scotland, I used to go and record with him. I was out on this farm. He's, he's a great bloke, you know, uh, and he likes, uh, he's a real rootsy kind of guy, you know, and, yeah. he, and he, uh, he he deliberately recorded on this like uh, reel to reel, like I think yeah. that was like eight inch or something. I can't remember what, uh, or eight track, sorry. Uh, um, but that was, uh, you know, that that's the other thing is that it depends what you, what you want, you know, because, you do like when you listen to the old funk and soul re recordings, like they're all done like that, and they have a great uh, feel, particularly like the bass. 
you know right. the bass and the drum i mean it, yeah it's raw but it's it comes with a kind of feel when you when you physically put something down onto a tape so i, I do think that has its own um like value as well like doing it that way i mean like what i ended up doing this is why i kind of feel like i've i might well have wasted like uh half of my life john oh, because, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because what i've essentially what i've been doing is i've been trying to do what is possible on um like something like ableton what's possible maybe like a couple of uh minutes that's like takes me half a day out there like yeah, in, on, on this like i can't on this digital one because it's like from maybe 2006 or something or even earlier like you can you can do stuff like uh, create like i would try to create sort of psychedelic sounds like mad wee bits here and there but it would take me like half a day because i'd have to bounce with an effect and then i would bounce in again with another effect and I, it would just be so laborious and i see and then these if, guys and then, if you, and then if you don't like what you did you got to start all over exactly yeah, yeah. and, and be like when i when i play people my stuff and there's i think there's this song um i've got it's called it's called divine line and there's a wee bit and it stops uh, and it just it just has this like strange like, little noise. Like, and that just that little bit there, like, right. that took me about three hours to do. Yeah. And it, on this, uh, like that would, you could do that in seconds on the uh, modern software. So yeah. yeah, my techno mates are kind of laughing at me for being such a, a dinosaur and, you know. But, but it, it still makes it very personal. It makes it, I think, a lot more personal because if, Look, I totally dig the contemporary technologies. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I was back in the day spending 75 to 125 an hour just to be in a studio. Yeah. And so it was, it was a big event. It was way too much pressure on making it right. I, you don't even know what right is oh, when you're dealing yeah. with a song, right? It's like, yeah, I think I want so this. much pressure, John, in a yeah. studio. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. now I totally dig the fact that I can, you know, I can put down some basic tracks and really write my lyrics right there on the spot with a microphone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't even Absolutely. have to pan them out a lot of times. And, and it's, yeah. so I really dig it, but yeah. I would also say, like I say, it's one of those things that you're, you're making very personalized music because it's easy to stick on, you know, an app to a guitar to make it sound a certain way, opposed to struggling with your amp and how close do you put the mic? Yeah. You know, I'm not saying everyone should operate that way, but there is a uniqueness to it when you're doing it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that probably adds to the coolness of your vibe. Wow. That's great. That's great to hear. I mean, I, th that's just speaking about the, um, uh, the studio thing is that that, that is another point that, um, I think I, I realize is that, you know, I mean, it was, it was so you like, before you go into the studio, you have to have your song or you, you have to have right. everything down. All your chops are, have got to be like, you know, totally ready to go. And, and that's what I realize is that um, time is, is much more valuable uh, in this, in this situation. You, Cause you can just, if you have time, you can come up with stuff, uh, you can like make sure that it is what you want or, or you yeah. can, you can go down alleyways and see where the, they lead to. And so I, I, I would much rather value time than uh, technology even because yeah, I, I, I didn't have the best uh, gear, you know, I never had the best gear, but if you have the time and the creativity and the ideas, uh, you, you can come up with something that you kind of, would be pretty hard to do in the studio you know right. 
you know, you would have to have had that weird thing written. And sometimes, you know, when you wander around, you get to places you would never have got to if you just sit down and try to kind of write it there and then. But yeah, I'm, I'm very much so. In a, in a lot of ways, like a lot of this stuff is like almost like uh, it's like I'm just jamming with my recording device. Actually, that's that's really what's happening. I just make a huge mess there, and I jam and jam, and then I just put shape to it at the end. That's really how I how I've always kind of worked, you know. Well, with that said, I think I'd like to put on something, uh, say like Cosmosis. So we oh, Jonas. <laughs> I, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna raise my glass to you now because that, that, I love I do that's one of my favorite songs because and I'd love to play that uh, live with a band because yeah that's got um it's I like the jazziness about that you know it's got and it's but it kind of pushes forward too you know and it definitely travels I mean it, it you're it's yeah. not just uh you know it well I'll just I'll put it on and let the people All right. <laughs> oh well that's great man great.
That's uh, that's one cool ass song, dude. I mean, musically, I, I can't believe that there is another individual on this planet who actually knows my music extremely well, like yourself. Yeah. It's, uh... well, well, I am a fan, man. I, I <laughs> definitely am a fan. There's no doubt about that. I wanted to ask you, man, where did you? How did you hone your vocal skills? Where does that come from? Oh uh, well, the, the, unique like, approach. The, 
I mean, this is another first is somebody calling my vocals a skill, yeah? Because yeah. usually people take have taken the piss out of my vocals. I've never been comfortable um, singing. I never felt like I was a good singer. And uh, I just try to, I, I try to give it some character, but I try not to, like, like no offense, right? But I try not to okay. sound American, right? Like a lot of- Oh, a lot wait of, a minute, man. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> you, find, you do find that quite often, but at the same time, I don't want to do the like. See, when I when I if I do like a full on Scottish ac accent, um, I would do that more for comedic effect, you know, uh, or other accents. But I try just I try to um, be like everything with it with this. I try to be natural, you know. I, I try to be as genuine as as I can because if I don't do that. Uh, see, when I listen back to it, I, I feel really sort of embarrassed with myself if, if, if I know that I, I'm, I'm pretending to be something that I'm not. Right. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I try and listen to it. I, I can't, I'm not comfortable with that. So, um, yeah, I don't, I, don't know, uh, I, I don't know how my vocals differ from others. I don't, it's hard for me to see objectively. I don't know. You know. So you're, you're actually, you're, you, I think you indicated you're not, uh, terrifically comfortable with 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 your own the way. No, your voice not sounds. really. No, I'm I'm quite self conscious about it. Actually, the, the... that's interesting because to yeah. me it feels the opposite. In fact, uh -huh. you do you do something that that I think is really exceedingly difficult to do, where you will go from using a speaking voice into your singing voice almost with yeah. no no change. You know what I mean? I oh, mean, cr right, yeah. crooners used to do that. Like Sinatra, that was his thing. <laughs> like he he would say, I'm talking a song, right? Instead of singing yeah. a song. Yeah. And it and, and I think I think Jim Morrison used to kind of call yeah. himself a crooner for that reason. Well because he he talked and he sang kind of the same. John, you 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 have just hit my wavelength completely yeah. though. Because this is what um Somebody described it was actually a Scottish magazine. I did an interview with them, uh, and that and they described in in the intro they described me as a uh, psychedelic funk crooner. Oh, interesting! <laughs> Which, I didn't see that yeah, one. That's yeah, and, and and I and I first of all I was like, like what's that all about? You know? Yeah. Uh, but then. Like I was speaking to my mates, and they said, "Well, right, that's what you are, Roger. That's what you are. That's what you did, man." It's like because it, when you when you um, you know, if you particularly if you put a bit of vibrato on your voice, like yeah, mm -hmm, yeah, all of a sudden it kind of it can be. And I, sometimes I do that, but it, it it's not really uh, because it's not in the in that kind of Sinatra style. Like it's done over a different um, kind of music. I, that, that's what kind of didn't really make me think of it in the kind of crooning style but yeah. the jim morrison thing as well somebody has also said that uh as well and i i think it's do you know i think it's that uh, some things uh some lyrics uh, would not suit being sung like they're, they're 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 too either they're um kind of either just the the words themselves on would not fit into a melody well enough so that what I, what I do is I try to like deliver it just in uh or if I have something actually serious that I, I want to like, you know, deliver, then I will, I will almost like speak it instead, you know, but or you just it said does, it, you just said yeah. it, you're not actually speaking. You're almost like speaking. So it's, yeah, a, hybrid, yeah. it's yeah. a hybrid thing, man. And it, it, it's very effective, I think. Um, and I, I guess to, uh, 
you know, you, it, I don't know what range you're in, but it, it seems very baritone like. Right. When I've got singing. an idea. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's just, it's a little bit mesmerizing, I think. And that's a good thing that, that it's like sometimes I'll listen to, when I listen to, um, torture dance, I was thinking that I was thinking that, uh, it's like, well, when did he slip into his singing voice or, or, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's, it's almost this thing that's you, you ride it where it's natural both ways for you. Um, so it's gotta be somewhere in between talking and singing, I would think Yeah. to begin yeah. with. Right. It's really yeah, that, a cool thing. That that's, that, that's, that, that was very, um, like observant of yeah. you there because, uh, th on this one here, like I kind of, um, I sort of just, I, I kind of didn't really give a fuck, you know. And, and <laughs> that's the best I, way to do anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so, like, I knew that I knew that uh, what I was singing uh, was exactly what I wanted to sing and how I felt. Uh, and I knew that, but I knew it. I, I, it, it was it's pretty sort of heavy uh, kind of content. And uh, so uh, that that was when. You can't think about it too much when it's like that because, it, like, you can't make something which is, um, you know, has got some kind of uh, like gravitas or something, and then like kind of polish it, like, right over because the, that's like, well, right. So you're kind of like, you know, you you weren't too depressed to like uh, make that snare drum sound like absolutely excellent, yeah. or like it, it's kind of a bit contradictory. So with the with the vocals there. Like I, di I didn't really. I had the melody in my head, uh, and I because I had actually been playing this on the with the acoustic, and um, so yeah, I, I kind of knew how it was going to go. But I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't want to. I, I, I wasn't going to overdo the vocals because that yeah. would really have, have contradicted the whole sort of feel of it. You know. It, you know. I couldn't have like. Um, they, you know, things like saying those kind of words, you, you can't like sort of, uh, it would be, it would have been pretentious to, to have like overdone that or like really sort of made it some Beyonce style, like histrionic kind of thing. I, I don't know. Uh, I couldn't do I that. Anyway. I totally <laughs> get it. I don't think, I don't think you could at this point because you probably honed what you do to a point where you would just naturally know it's not the right thing to do. Yeah. But yeah. I remember, uh, uh, doing, uh, or, listening to um i was going to do life on mars a, a little oh. i was going to do a version of life, yeah. life on mars so i listened to a yeah. bunch of different versions and i remember stopping at the barbara streisand version of life on <laughs> mars you know obviously she's got it she's got a wonderful voice and the whole thing but you're like John, this is this I never knew she did song, a song, man. Oh my god! I never knew she did the version. Has she done a version of it? It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> For exactly the point you're saying, where it's like, lady, you should be singing show songs and Broadway stuff, and that's what you do really yeah. well. Don't yeah. take this thing that it has yeah, sure the guy's got kind of an eloquent voice, but he doesn't have your kind of voice, and he wrote it for himself. Yeah. So, so you got to know, like, yeah, that's it was. It was terrible. That's a very that's a very odd uh, choice of song for somebody like her, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, you know? and it's even the the arrangements like lush, and you're like, what? It's, just, <laughs> it's a simple. I mean, if you think about it too, like the guitar work is so simple, yeah. but it's just this raw, like you know, holding simple notes. But it's guitar. It's not. Yeah, it's not it, meant exactly. to be this yeah. this this big production like, song. 
Yeah, exactly. That, that's like trying to do a lounge version of like um, Anarchy in the UK or something, you know, and yeah. in a, it, yeah. like being serious about it. I know exactly. Like, if you're doing it as guy? a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, is it Richard Red Cheese? Zeppelin type stuff? You know, oh, I mean, oh. we all know where that's not going to be what it's supposed to be, right? I thought Dread Zeppelin. Yeah, I made this is so funny that you mentioned yeah. that because, um, like, like when I was still back living in Scotland, uh, me and my mate went went through to Edinburgh and we saw uh, Dread Zeppelin. Oh, that's got to be cool. And we were so blown away by them yeah. because I mean it was it was. I mean, what what a, a a mad and perfectly mad idea to blend yeah. like Elvis and Led Zeppelin with a reggae. I mean, it's it's incredible, yeah. you know. And uh, <laughs> so yeah, and we went. We just kind of like um, hustled our way downstairs to the sort of uh, you know this kind of like the, the sort of green room section. Right. Kind of like broke our way in there. And we uh, hooked up with the, with the guys in the band. They're so nice, you know. Yeah. And uh, I said, "Listen, um, we're playing Newcastle like tomorrow. Like that. Like, obviously, it was in. We were in Scotland, so we would have to go. But it was a couple of hours. So, we're like, what do you reckon? Then we just get the train. So we followed them down to Newcastle, and they let us in um, free and stuff. So, yeah, I remember oh, nice, you two man. guys. And they, they were showing my mate how to play uh, Stairway to he- their version of Stairway to Heaven on the guitar. So that, that's so funny you, you mentioned them of all bands because yeah. how obscure uh, a reference. Yeah. And <laughs> But they were superb, though, yeah. Anyway, well, I mean, I, a- I guess, that, yeah, it's just a, it's a cool example of taking, you know, something that's not really right, but making it right. Yeah, that's right. Um, whereas whereas yeah. Streisand didn't pull it off at all, man. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. I think even even Bowie had to say something publicly about that. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, you just ruined my song or something. Yeah. I forget what she, it was. She really should pay reparations for that kind of thing. <laughs> Pretty it's much, that. right. Yeah. So, so, when, so when you play live, how does that work? Because you write all of the, the, the instruments on your, your tunage and... All of a sudden, you're playing live. So, are you a guitar player by nature? So, do you play guitar or do you play keyboards in the band that's playing live? Uh, I play guitar and I sing uh, okay. when I play live. And the, um, usually, um, I mean, like, what I would really love is to have like a, a huge like band, you know? Yeah. Like female backing singers and like percussion players, you know, uh, another maybe another guitar player, synth player the whole thing like a horn section strings the whole thing though so because that's what is on a lot of the the, yeah. the arrangements anyway like you were talking about uh you know uh cosmosis before you know there's strings on that as all well. and I, I like i i put trumpets on and and everything but that that kind of thing is i mean here i couldn't do that and it probably i could have done that in london you know but that takes a, every people have to be paid you know isn't it yeah. uh, it's like a lot of people would do it for the love, but if you're t- speaking about a band that size, it's just it's going to be logistically pretty difficult to do. So I found the best uh, way to do it, even though I do kind of like um, I really do fill my mixes with lots of different stuff. Like the best way to do it live is to strip it right down and just do it with a three piece. Yeah, because then the advantage that you have is that you can have amazing uh jams yeah so usually if there's if they're depending on the song like uh the song will go along and then we'll have a section in the middle which will just be free form 
And so we will go into that and it will just be a, a jam. And that's what yeah. I love, you know, that, that's where the magic is. Like to do that on stage in front of people and people can tell like you and you just with a three piece, the communication is perfect. You can really uh, move it wherever you want to go. And it, and I think that's I love that uh, magic. I love improvisation. That that really is where I get a big buzz from. And if you do that live, you know, um, it's, it, it gives me a great buzz. So, yeah, three pieces live uh, and i think you you know that you can, i can really we've really made that work before like i had these yeah. two young guys here and they were they were great you know and i took them back to glasgow and and we played over there as well and and we but again you know we played here and it was like some uh wee barbers absolutely packed out and people went nuts for it you know it was crazy all dancing and stuff and we do this uh version of war pigs which is basically like a funk version with that's and i kind of re rewritten the, the the words as well and like finnish people are, are pretty um pretty reserved like and that's you know uh, coming from britain and i lived in england and stuff that's what they say about the english but compared to that here they they really are pretty reserved but they they went nuts for it over here you know right. in that uh and you know it's um yeah, playing playing lives is, is where it's at. But yeah, basically the three pieces is, is what I tried to do. But I would love to one day just get everyone involved and just have know. a huge bandstand yeah. and have it loaded yeah. with players. Yeah. yeah, everyone just come up and and play. Yeah, yeah. but that's yeah. funny, man. I uh, my return back to music brought me out live with. Uh, I don't play instruments well. I write typically on a uh, more times than not on a keyboard opposed to a guitar, but I, I can write on a guitar a little bit. So I started back out with two guitars, bass, drum myself as a singer. And then that got dropped down to just three players. And I, I was amazed really at like how much more freedom there seemed to be live with three people opposed to four. Yeah. Be because now you don't have like the rhythm guy doesn't have to necessarily pre-advance know what the lead guy wants to do and vice versa right yeah the lead guy has to hold up the rhythm and then he yeah. decides or she and i yeah. wish i had some hot uh guitar playing <laughs> lady you know uh nothing against my current guitar player of course but uh, <laughs> but you know i mean that person then gets to uh kind of ride the ship and be the, the the guy at the till or you know what i mean it's really a fascinating yeah. thing because there's more space there's more room right? yeah it's really it's so dynamic you can yeah. take it up like like if you if you if you can communicate and if everyone is following each other um you can you can just you can do what you what cannot be done with with right. bigger bands it's, it, it would right. be really difficult for everyone to move together in such a manner if there was like sort of six people but with three people uh you can take you can uh, the dynamics of it you can take wherever you want to go you know yeah. it's, it's I, I love it i like um you know it's a bit of a shame that this the, these two boys that they never sort of wanted to stick about they're kind of like uh going through their university uh, period and um you know they they kind of had to focus on that but for me right like this always been number one and it like i will always like music's my thing so there's you know, so anyway, I say that that's a bit difficult as well for me. It's like constantly starting again because I've lived in in uh, so many places now, and and had so many different um, people uh, to play out live with. And I, having to start again 
uh, every time, like it eventually kind of like knocks the stuffing out of you a little bit and it, you, just, you just don't have the energy for it. But um, I think that, yeah. that 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 changes depending on who you meet, actually. Like I have this guy, you know, just shout out to him now, uh, Luis in Colombia. Uh, this guy is, is he's played on my stuff before and he, he's a he's a great bloke he's really totally he's a he's a philosopher you know he's, he's really on my wavelength and he's a great musician as well and uh hopefully i've been thinking i i should go to colombia maybe hook up with him and we can get some band together there but like that's what i'm talking about is that i think when other people bring um their own motivation uh that really makes things a lot easier you know because like often if you have to mo if you have to be the one to like sort of motivate people and uh you know it's very kind of draining and i'm not a dictator i, I really i i want every i want it to be an equal thing you know i want everyone to to love it that's the only way it can work you know yeah. i don't want to have to tell somebody what they should do that's the complete opposite of of what it's all about you know so um yeah, finding the right people is is pretty tough, you know. Yeah, it is, and and I think what you're talking about is really it strikes home with me at least. It it, it uh, you know I I had the first you know reincarnation of my band, and then you know some of the cats had to move on, and it's like yeah. fuck, I just got that thing going, man, you know, and they yeah. had to kind of start over again. And yeah. I I think though that, that now that I'm older, I kind of look at all of it like like if I drop a song, I typically uh do a song and shoot a video for it i'm not i'm not really oh, interested. Great. yeah i'm not interested in doing like album stuff because i think okay largely people don't have as much time to listen yeah to the whole album. you're you know right I mean? you're right yeah and so i said well screw it i'm gonna do it the opposite way i'm gonna go slower and i'm just gonna hopefully pick material or write material that's that's working well and so i i think it's interesting integrating with guys but now i always go well the song that i actually put out is basically an elaborate demo. So I don't expect, okay. I don't expect when we play it live that it's played that way. So now the, the guys that I play with can play it the way they, they vibe and I don't yeah, have exactly. to overthink it and go, no, yeah. that's not the way the song goes. The song yeah. goes like this. Yeah, exactly. In the old, exactly. the old days I was a tyrant because it's like, Oh, right. let's rehearse. Let's practice. It's supposed to sound like this. Yeah. Now yeah. I've learned it the other way. And I think the other way is, is healthier. For yeah. As long as you have the right people, because, yeah. because, like if if um yeah if you've got the right people like it's great you know yeah. because and th this is what i mean I, I do i love um i love it when people come to to play all my stuff because they do things that i would i would never have, exactly. have thought of and before exactly. i was a little bit um like if i did have a song kind of all set to to go yeah then I, then i would be sort of like oh no like I, I almost sort of wouldn't be, I wouldn't trust other people to sort of, yeah. you know. Uh, That's what I'm talking about. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, with the mixing and, uh, for example, and stuff. But um, now, yeah, I really do because they, they send it in directions that I just would not have thought of, you know. And, right. and I think it's, you've got to trust people, you know. Once you, if you have the right people, you have to trust them and, yeah. uh, and they can really, uh, and that's what I used to do here. Like, it, because my main thing is that I just want, I just want people to be happy, John. Yeah. I really do. Like, I, and so I said to them, like, you pick the songs you want to play. Because I, I, I don't mind what. Oh, play. that's I nice. Mean, yeah. There, there's, there's things I would like to play, but if there's something you want, really want to play, I want 
you to enjoy yourself. Right. And so, and and I said, if you want to change it anyway, let's uh, let's try it. Yeah. We jam yeah, any way because, we want to do it. Yeah. Because it, nothing's nothing's concrete at this point. You know, especially yeah. even in marketing, you could take the song, the same song, and, and remarket it five different ways, and just go yeah, okay, exactly. This is this is my yeah. version with with Fripp setting in with me. You know, yeah. I mean, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter anymore in the sense of like like the old school way of, you know, an album obviously used to be a piece of art, even on the outside, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's all that, all that world, as much as I was kind of, I was a little too young to be kind of in the sixties, but all that world is completely fractured at this point. Nothing yeah. works that way anymore anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You that's know? right. And um, I, I think, I think you, you're right about the, um, you know, just about the album thing. Like I, I always had the kind of a, a kind of love for for making an a, an album because it was like um, I used to they were almost like concept albums because I I used to like trying to make them right. flow and it, like there's this like this album that I did which was called like a rough guide to Pilgrim Speakeasy uh, and there's three songs on that, which is basically, uh, basically one piece of music. So it's about 15 minutes of music. Um, and, and it, it, it goes, through, I think the first one is called zeros and ones and then carbon versus silicone and then a uh, year 200,000. And those three songs, uh, they basically are just one piece of music right. uh, fit together. And it's, uh, so in terms of albums, like that was my, um, kind of uh interest and, and sort of that that was the sort of the the uh the vibe that i liked to and, and enjoyed getting out of it was to try to create like a an album that just felt a certain way and flowed from right. start to finish but now i completely agree with you though because yeah you know it, it's I, I think that you may as well just put out it's just a different world yeah this is not the 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 same uh era as it was before you know right. i think you've got if you have something and also, even if you think about it like this, that um, the the music that you make right now is in some ways a reflection upon the state of yourself at the moment, which is also influenced by how the world is. And so exactly. that should be listened to directly at that point in time. Instead of waiting two years until you've done it or something, then it's kind of, you know, I think, yeah, you may as well let people hear what you've got straight away and maybe they on the same uh, wavelength, you know. Yeah, that's that time, brilliant yeah. because that's brilliant because it's it's you're you're saying it's just a more immediate world. You might and, and that's the world you live in. You know, look, man, artists through time are reflecting, you know, values of the time. And some artists with equal skill, you know, four hundred years ago, whether you know it's painters or whatever, they didn't win because they the the no one in the general flow were re, they weren't responsive to that right but yeah the, the one that won was the one that won you know I, I, this is a bit like babble but bear with me it's like <laughs> it's like someone was telling me about this one musician buddy of his who does a song a day on on oh. youtube so he, he sets down and he, he he's like hey today i'm going to do a song about this and you know my knee-jerk reaction is like well how is that art, right? How's that pursuing like a, but then I thought about it and I'm like, that's just as relevant as anything else today. You know, he's doing yeah. improv and music and, and some of it's going to be amazing and some of it's not going to be amazing. Just like, hopefully some of my songs are amazing and some of them probably aren't amazing. You know what I mean? And how yeah, is it valid yeah. it, it, to your point, I guess is really what I'm rambling about is, 
yeah, the, it's the contemporary. It is different. And, and, and I totally get what you're saying too, where you're doing a concept album. Yeah. That should be done in its entirety. Yeah. But, yeah. But a song, it's, it's really interesting that like I looked at it the same way that you described, but now I almost go, it's almost better because I do one song at a time. And then I yeah. just, I only think about that song. And then yes, it's gone. exactly, exactly. And, and yeah, so the yeah. album idea is no longer yeah. influencing yeah, all that, twelve that, songs. That's right. Yeah, yeah, Absol absolutely. That, you know? that that was that was the other um, reason for uh, deciding to change. Yeah. Uh, so, although I, I think I still, <laughs> I don't know. I think I still will. Um, like maybe after I've done after a couple of years, I made like twelve songs. I probably would put would just collect them all and put them on an right. album just because I, I don't know. Maybe I'm some kind of control freak or something. Otherwise, it's just all floating out there, kind of loose and you know. Yeah. I anyway, but um, no, it's yeah, funny but, because most most Pluto radio musicians still think in terms, and I'm not saying it's wrong. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I I'm not about to tell any artist how they're supposed to do their stuff. But most of them still, especially if it's guitar-driven rock, they still yeah. think at least in terms of 10 songs and doing 10 yeah. songs collectively or doing, you know, yeah. uh, an EP where there's six or five songs. Instead, yeah. of just, instead of just saying, like, what difference does it make? Because if you're on yeah. any of the things and, you, you know, you know you sell your single, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that's kind of letting the... Um, that 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 would be kind of letting the organizational um uh, element of it uh interfere with the the yeah. art itself actually because it, it yeah. doesn't really matter uh what where that song exists in the right. universe whether it's part of whether it's next to another one or whether it's on its own or, or whatever and and as as to your point before uh that's i think that's the most important thing is that if you if you're not thinking about uh an album you know, like say I'd done eight songs and then I had nine. I think, right, okay, well, if I do 12, you know, and then I'm, I'm kind of like, yeah. I don't know, start rushing the process or something. But if you're just working on individual tracks, um, you you can give it the quality that it deserves. That's that's the only thing that exists at, at that present time. Yeah. Uh, that's that's on, that's all there is to work on, and you just uh, you can give yeah, it your then, full attention. Then you're listening to the thing that's going on with that song, and you're you're going, what is appropriate for this song? Instead of going, well, shit, on this album, I have I have three guitar players and I have a horn player, and so all of a sudden, all of your songs are infused with a horn just because yeah. the guy's there. Right. And, and if you yeah. were doing one song in particular and you're like, shit, I don't need a horn on this song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right enough. Yeah. Yeah. So and you end up accidentally making like a, right. a whole album full of zither. This yeah. is, this was my zither period just because it, it came to stay <laughs> for a month. That's and, uh, better. <laughs> it was stay for a month. And then, um, then my, my bagpipe mate turned up and, uh, exactly. the next four albums, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it, you know, I mean, it doesn't really matter because we're all kind of, you know, you know, throwing the paint against the canvas. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah, not like there's totally. any written laws, but that's what I've come to that thinking and largely too, you know, I don't play instruments at a level that, for example, a, a guy like you does. So I do have to write a song and then have, have it infused with someone else's talent to even make it work at the level I want it to. So you, would you say that you are a song, more of a songwriter as opposed to, 
It's a really strange thing. I probably would consider myself songwriter last out of what I do. I consider oh, myself really? a, okay. a singer yeah. more so than anything. Okay, else. right. Got you. Yeah, got yeah. you. Oh well, that, that, that's. I mean, that's that is pretty usual. I think for singers, yeah. like singers need like they they like they just need something that can aid the uh, writing of the yeah. of the song. Like some, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, usually it is like piano or, or something like yeah. this or guitar but yeah so but yeah i think that's pretty that's pretty normal for and i'm yeah. always fascinated by this so john actually it is uh i i'm i'm really fascinated by singers who do write and exactly how much um of the music they like they are responsible for do you know yeah. what i mean because yeah. like, for example like they, i really like um it's quite, it's quite, quite kind of pop, but it appeals to me because it's also strange, and her words are strange. Do you know uh, Charlotte Gainsbourg, the daughter uh -huh. of Serge? Well, oh. she, she's, um, yeah, she. So she writes, but she does require other. Um, she, of course, she requires the whole band, but she requires some a, a kind of writing partner because I guess she doesn't. Maybe she doesn't play an instrument like uh, sufficiently well to like do it all by herself but her right. songs are amazing you know and i'm yeah. always interested by kind of singer songwriters as to know exactly how much uh, musical input they have as well as like the lyrical like how much do they are they responsible for you know i think when i was younger i i would control the uh output the final output a lot more i would physically take a guitar and go this is kind of the lick i want right yeah. And then it would be this whole, I'm sure, bizarre thing for the other musician where I'm like slowly adjusting their talent to what I was uh -huh. trying to say. And right, it had right. to be exceedingly painful for that person to to deal with that. <laughs> right? So did, did it not get to the point where it was also exceedingly painful for you that, that it was quite frustrating to have to try to like get people to hit the nail on the head, but not yeah. quite get there. Because if that was me, like, what would happen is I'd be like, right, fuck this. I'm good. Now I will just have to, I'm going to learn the guitar now. Exactly. This is doing my head in. And, exactly. You know. No, I think that's why, uh, you know, I think that's, I guess I didn't hit that wall to push me to say, I'm going to master the guitar. You know right. what I mean? Whereas in your yeah. case, it probably did. The biggest frustration, you know, years back was like, how do I convince three or four other people to be on the same page with me? You were kind of alluding yeah. to it earlier. It's the yeah. hardest thing, man, because you're really not, you're motivating people to, to, to fulfill an idea that you see primarily. That's right. They have to believe in, yeah. in your like vision, not to put it in a cheesy way, but yeah. they, 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 they have to know that you've got something which, uh, they, they want to be involved in, you know, yeah. but that, that's, that is always the, the, um, the, the challenge. And you know what, this is a good way of, like, I, I mean, I, I, I'm always really open-minded with people. And I, I, like, I've been to so many places, I've lived in so many different countries and also, well, like Britain is so tribal as well. Like I, I, I yeah, they all are. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't really, like I usually wait with people, you know, and I, uh, so I don't judge. I, I wait to see what's coming back at me. And then I, then I can form an opinion about people, but you can really tell a lot about somebody by the assumptions that they make, you know, yeah. um, like, you know, like, and I find this when, like I was in Boston actually, um, 
like last year. And I, I, we went to like, there's a great, a great place in Boston called the Dorchester Arts Project in the Dorchester area. And it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's basically, it, it's a great place for like, uh, mainly like young black people to, to, to go and uh, play the music or poetry or, or um, art or it's a great place, it's like a community center, you know? Right. And um, yeah, so like uh, but it's quite funny, you know, because of course, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not from there at all, you know. I'm completely different. So, people's um, perceptions will, will, of course, like who the who the hell is it? Who, like who is this? And it's like yeah. if, if I try to tell somebody, like I, I like to play psychedelic funk, like they kind of, I, I don't know, they like what they, what would they think I sound like? You know, do you know what I mean? It, it's yeah. like, and so. Are they gonna? Are they gonna go for that? Like, because I, I would love to get something started, you know. And uh, uh, you know, when you introduce yourself to somebody, they really do have to kind of get you, you know. I think it's a that's a great test of how of people's open mindedness is that they're, no, you're, they're the same. They're you're, the same as you, yeah. I, I think you're spot on. And, and, the, and the thing is, man, it, I don't know what happened. You know, again, I, I, I killed the last dinosaur, so I'm from a long time ago, <laughs> and. I don't know what happened to people, man, where use the word tribal. Mm. It, it, I don't get it, man. I don't get like, I, I thought by now we would have less preconceived ideas. We would learn that, that, yeah. that, that we're all on the same just, team. We really are. Yeah, if you're breathing, yeah. you're on the same team. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. So I get it, man. And especially in today's world, um, there, they would probably think, you know, your idea of funk can't by any way match their idea of funk in that particular setting, right? Yeah, well, they were just wondering who the fuck is exactly. this. It, it just does, it, I mean, like, you know, but generally speaking, of course, like when they hear it, they're like, fuck, this is... Exactly. That's yeah. where I was going with it. I'm like, dude, <laughs> yeah, if they if they heard your groove, they'll be like, okay, uh, my head's exploding. Yeah, they, they can't even really figure it out. How, like, exactly. How, yeah, so, um, yeah, but Man, I also I, I I know a lot of um, musicians in in London as well, and uh, like usually when I go back there, like there's you know do you know Ronnie Scott's the the jazz jazz place? It's like quite um, yeah well known jazz place there. And upstairs they have this uh, like kind of jam night there, so it's, it's usually it's funk or you know sort of world or uh, uh, anything really, and. Um, so I kind of got to know the guy, some of the guys there. There's a guy Terry there, this bass player, and he's a he's an absolute amazing bass player. And yeah. he, he, they play around London, various different places. So when I go back to London, um, like sometimes if they have time, because he does have like the, the core of the band, but if they have time, like I'll go and have a wee jam with them as well. And it's like yeah. uh, uh, people like that, like they 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 don't care what what kind of animal you are yeah they're, they're, i think that's they're... that's one of the things with jazz in particular that uh, yeah absolutely you know absolutely. Yeah. yeah especially you know it which is cool i used to in detroit i used to uh which is where i'm from there were all kinds oh, of uh there were all kinds of six yeah there, well, well there were all I, kinds of progressive jazz bands playing oh, out all the time so you yeah. could just go and sit and watch and hang out and it's a freaking yeah. amazing vibe man John, that's amazing because, like, yeah. I I really think that, um, well, 
Like, for me, it's quite interesting because like, a place like Glasgow, for example, it, it, it kind of sounds like very similar to Detroit. Well, know? it's working class, like you were saying. Yeah, I know. The industry's just got all... Exactly. Like, everything it's, was, like, it's like the English guys that come from Leeds. You know, it's working class, but it's not necessarily something that doesn't understand other things, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, you know, I, I watched a documentary on Detroit, actually. Yeah. Uh, and it, and it, I, like, I've always been interested in it because like that like there, there's a place called black bottom is that correct uh i'm not familiar with that one right or it's like it's like the place basically where um this was like years ago this was like oh, after okay. the war uh, after the war they uh that became kind of like the, the hub of like black music and you know uh even like like even when it's quite sort of uh, segregated even like the white people would go there to like hang yeah. out in the evening because they knew that was like the place the vibe to was too cool yeah, yeah. exactly but th there's uh, there's like there seems to be that uh culture i mean is that that's motown as well is it yeah yeah, I yeah mean, it is, was also like, it was also what they referred to as detroit rock city it was just a really vibrant look it wasn't it was a sports and music town it wasn't really yeah. you know they didn't have a fine ballet they didn't they do have yeah. an amazing orchestra but it was just one of those towns where you, you know, they liked music and they liked uh, sports. Excellent. And, yeah. 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 And it, it's because it's a working class thing. Like if you want yeah. ideally, if you wanted higher culture than that, you're headed to Chicago because it's the closest next major yeah. city. Yeah. But it, it just, you know, to me at the time I went through it, you know, it was such a rich um, display of music, like you say, Motown to just rock and roll to the yeah. old blues guys yeah. to, you know, I was just back uh, a couple weeks ago and uh, there was some old uh, brother playing his guitar yeah. and had a guy playing harmonica and they were sitting in a bar and, uh, you know, COVID it's half yeah, empty man. or a third em or two thirds exactly. empty. But that yeah. brother was just singing some blues, man. But you see, th this is what I'm talking about. Is it like, that is it. Like this is like if people just could, uh, you know, realize that we're, you know, that we are all the same. Yeah. Cause yeah. like I was, what you just said there was quite similar to what I was telling my friend about the other day in, um, when I went to see one of my mates in Ireland as it is in a uh, Slane, actually, they, you know, Slane castle, they have often have like, these big, huge concerts there. There's about there's maybe like three thousand people living in Slane, and it's exactly the same thing though. It's like uh, I met this Scottish guy there, and he he basically he's in charge of the music for this uh, pub, and he just play, he can play everything on his guitar. And he says, "Come up and have a wee jam." Then I had a jam, and after that, the whole night just exploded. Yeah. It just reminded me of what you're saying there. It's like that. I know that's the same kind of um, vibe there. It like is a couple it, of guys playing, and yeah. it's like. You know, if you bring something, uh, people people respect that, and they like to yeah. have a good crack and just, yeah, yeah. And I mean, these cats, yeah. they, I mean, this guy, he was, I'm guessing, closing in on 80 years old. He sang blues a long time. Yeah. I mean, his his his. I I wouldn't play it quite so lagging, but you know, his voice right, was, right. <laughs> was worth the wait, man. It's just like. Mm -hmm damn, this guy's, this guy's a blues yeah. singer. Like he ain't a rock yeah. blues singer. He's a blues. And he had the kid with, I say kid, the kid next to him is like 35. So of course he looks like a kid, a white dude yeah. who's playing a harmonica and he sings yeah. in a white boy blues. But so what? Yeah. It was, it was amazing to see these two cats come yeah. in and throw down at this level that's worth listening to. And yes. you know what? Everyone yeah. in the bar listened to him for their yeah, show sets. Exactly. 
exactly right. yeah that's what, that's all it's about just like like I, it was funny because this I mentioned them earlier uh, Luis this uh, Colombian friend of mine like I <clears throat> I truly believe that he's being very overly self-critical with his bass playing because like he's he sends me uh like me videos of right. of his bass and he's a great player you know because it's something that he's just recently uh started playing more you can play a lot of different instruments and uh like he he actually on song vibrations he was the one that he he, he speaks this uh poem at the start of it i think it's about ayahuasca he is the one who's who's speaking this is in spanish so Anyway, but yeah, I was I was having a conversation with him about the bass, you know, and because yeah. you were you were talking about uh, like slightly laggy, yeah, or whatever. But like for for me, it's it's all about feel, you know. Yeah, it's like uh, there's a there is a zone of um, correctness outside of which you will fuck up uh, in some kind of way. But right. that zone, you can get pretty loose with that, and I yeah. think that that that. Knowing how to be loose, that is what you call soul, and that is yeah. your, that's feel. You know, if, if you go too far, yeah, well, you you fucked up. But basically, you know, I don't mind it raw. You know, and I don't I don't mind it rough, and and as long as it's got soul, you're like I listen, I will listen yeah. to any any kind of music at all. Uh, it doesn't bother me, it, even if it's like pop or whatever. If I if I feel that that thing has got something genuine or or soulful in there, then I. Like I will connect with that, you know. Well, wait a minute. I'll draw the line at pop. <laughs> well, I, what what do you call pop, though? You know. Oh, no, I'm totally, I'm totally being a smartass. <laughs> I'm totally yeah. being a smartass, man. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. I draw the line there, brother. Yeah, usually it's country. People say, oh well. Oh, any, that any too. kind of music, like, but no, no country, like. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. funny too, because if you can't find, you know, in in the realm, I'm not huge on country, but. It's pretty well, Johnny easy Cash, to, though. You know, I was just I mean, going to say it's yeah. pretty easy to see that there's a whole range. Of, oh, and for, yeah. for some years, country sounded more like rock used to, right? Yeah, yeah. In recent yeah. years, so well, how well, can you say you don't dig it, right? Exactly. And listen to some of the words, you know. So yeah. some of the country song words are great, you know. Yeah. And uh, to just to uh, bring in some of your brethren here, yeah, I would like because I, I I love this band Electric Six, even though they're they're, they're quite. Um, you know, they're quite, I, I listened to some of his interviews and they're pretty, he sees things pretty differently. He's trying to make money out of music. But the thing yeah. is, he, he, man, I love their music. But yeah. he's, he has a great song called uh, When Cowboys File for Divorce. Oh, nice. <laughs> Does it go yes. bad? Does it go bad? Does he lose the truck and the dog and the whole thing? Yeah, well, basically, yeah. yeah. Like, who gets a horse? Exactly, yeah, anyway. baby. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, you know, I think uh, I think we're going to wrap this up. It was amazing um, hanging out with you here, and yeah, I it think was great talking to you. Typically, what I do, and I'm, I'm certainly going to advocate you do this, is allow you to let people know where they can find your vibe and all of that. Um, but mm -hmm. I also wanted to make sure what I want to do after that is end this show with the song "Torture Dance," if that's okay with you. That's great for me. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So I'll have you just. Uh, Explain where we can find your music, find where you are, find what's happening with you, and then we'll 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 just sign off. All right. Well, the website is uh, pilgrimspeakeasy.com. And um, I, t I already told you, John, like promotion is really not my thing. Let me try and That's think all cool, I'm, man. You don't I'm have right. to if you don't want, man. I want to, uh, Facebook, yeah, Pilgrim Speakeasy. Yeah, you find me on Facebook, but I, I really, really use 
that, you know what? I, I don't really. I I go on Twitter. You know. Yeah. But that's that. That's basically your fault, though, John. Because yeah. oh yeah, yeah. I, I, hadn't, I, I hadn't been on Twitter for ages. Yeah. And, uh, I realized that I was like, oh my god, like they play. They're playing yeah. my music there, so yeah. it's like now. I now I regularly go just to make sure that I I, I give respect for what you what you do, uh, but my problem with Twitter is that I often get dragged into completely horrendously unnecessary arguments. Yeah. There's just too many total lunatics there, and uh, there are. So there, I, you're absolutely I, right. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I'm it's, also it's, on Twitter. It's a road yeah. wreck sometimes, and and oh, it it takes every bit of my discipline when I'm doing this stuff for Pluto Radio <laughs> yeah. to to remember, like, hey, John, you're only doing the yeah. Pluto stuff today. Yeah. Leave it at that. Yeah, exactly. The exactly. world doesn't need my interpretation of politics, and they don't need my interpretation yeah. of much. I, I I do my best, but sometimes people's <laughs> ignorance and like, ah, oh, anyway, yeah. So uh, I totally get it. Yeah, I, but by the way, I, I would say because all, all I want, right, as probably is clear after uh, this conversation, is I just I want people to listen to my tunes. Yeah, I'm not too. I don't care if you buy it or not, but I want people to get high off my music. And if you wanna, if you wanna find it, and you can download it for free. Every single album is on Bandcamp. So I think. Oh, nice. Be, um. Uh, w www.bandcamp.pilgrimspeakeasy. I'm guess. sure they can find yeah. it actually. Yeah. I, I mean, once you go on Bandcamp, you can enter yeah. in and uh, and the dot com is there for them as well. So that's all good, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I, I got. Sorry. Well, no, no, it's all good, man. Yeah. What were you saying? I'm sorry. I was just going to say uh, if you when you put I think if you put Pilgrim Speakeasy Pilgrim Speakeasy into a Google search, probably Bandcamp is actually one of the first ones yeah. that comes up. Anyway, so yeah, people will find it. Just have a rummage around. You see what's there. You know, I'm on YouTube as well and stuff. So and I would add that it's music well worth listening to. Oh, John, I thank you very much for that. Thank you, man. You're deserving of it, brother. Anyway, man, nice talking with you. I hope we can do it again sometime in the not too distant future. Absolutely, yeah. And Very if I get cool. some more, if I get some more music, man, I'll send it your way. This is uh, this song here, "Torture Dance," is an exclusive for Pluto Radio. Fantastic. Down. It costs you 